Welcome to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? With your host, Louisa Barton. I want to be a famous rider. Presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Truth is, I help horses with people problems. Now here's the Brit with the bit, Louisa Barton! Yeah, baby! (laughs) Welcome to the Horse Talk Show, presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital, broadcasting live from the horse capital of the world, Ocala, Marion County, Florida. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. We've got a great lineup for you today. We've got some locals and some people further away. Pretty excited to have Sophie Doyle on the show with us uh, today. Very exciting that she won the Cotillion 1 million stakes last week. And to have her with us, it was such an honor to meet her at the Kentucky Derby this year. And she's been uh, riding street band and she's turning into one of the top jockeys in the country. And uh, we're really proud of her. So we'll be chatting to her later on. We're going to have Dr. Tim Lynch back on the show. I had a chance to interview him. We're going to talk about some uh, foal deformities and irregularities in confirmation uh, at birth and right after with him. Very excited to have some locals on the show uh, in the run for the million in reigning. Uh, Shannon Rafus and her incredibly talented young daughter Madison are going to join us here in the studio today. And I'm excited to have a new venture with us, a wonderful lady, Jan Fitzgerald, who has uh, been coming for some horse advice and uh, has started an absolutely wonderful uh, entrepreneurial horse capital tours here in the horse capital of the world. And I'm thrilled to have her to share with us kind of her vision and insight into the future of all of that. So um, we're going to mention our horse of the week for horses without humans. And of course, we're going to have uh, Dr. Tanya Kubit with us from DAC Vitamins and Minerals. And she's going to talk a little bit about horse nutrition and how to keep those older, slimmer horses healthy once we uh, see the grass begin to dwindle and them slim down during the winter months. Fortunately, it doesn't happen quite as much as it does where it freezes over and we don't freeze over here. So, uh, But we are going to talk a little about nutrition with her as well. So we have a great lineup for you today. going to start off with some news. Of course, this weekend, Tack Shack's famous horsey yard sale, an iconic community event. Uh, here in Ocala in the horse capital, 28th and 29th. Everything, even clearance items, will be on sale at Tax Shack this weekend. You can set up very early in the morning for $15. Money goes to charities. And uh, you can sell your old stuff, and then you can go in and get great sale items inside and replace it all with new things. I think it's a wonderful way to uh, celebrate our love of the horse. And there's lots of wonderful events going on and um, a fantastic, really iconic community event. You'll see hundreds and hundreds of horse people there and a great time to walk around and talk to people, set up a table there and uh, and talk about what you do. Be a great place for Jan Fitzgerald to be this weekend, actually, sharing horse capital tours. Uh, in some other news, top equestrians Boyd Martin and Carolyn Martin are both recovering from falls at the Plantation Field International CCI Four Star. Boyd, who's 40 years old, actually fell from Benito, a 12-year-old Hanoverian. He was competing in his first advance since an injury last year uh, and uh, actually fell at Fence uh, 16B, a set of angled cabins. Uh, Benito was giving him a great round at the time and uh, hasn't been at this level for a bit. Uh, They misjudged the fence slightly, caught a knee and twisted a bit and went down. Went to the emergency room because he had some pain in the groin area and pelvis 
and had a scan and some x-rays. Fortunately, it looks like everything is going to be okay there. So uh, we're, we're very thankful for that. We've seen some, unfortunately, very sadly, some fatal accidents, um, especially in eventing lately. So we definitely didn't want to see any more of those. Locally, horsemen's organizations in Florida say the latest development at Oxford Downs has eliminated any shred of credibility for this organization at this racetrack. Um, they've been running races for the past five years to maintain a card room license. During that time, the track has actually taken in more than $5 million in gross receipts from the card room and 10582 in bets on live races, according to the Ocala Star banner. So... Um, uh, not looking uh, credible on the outside to people. That's the um, that's the talk. Uh, cheapest horses they can find, going a hundred yards with cowgirls riding them is what was said by Ter Terry Oliver, the director of Central Florida Horsemen's Association. Uh, Lonnie Powell also had con um, comments. The uh, president and CEO of the FTBOA and um, was not uh, happy. Said it was a disservice to the betting public. And um, he said, we all knew that racing was there as an inconvenient burden, some sideshow to a card room. So comments not good uh, there. Watching, of course, towards racing, uh, the Breeders' Cup Classic uh, and the Breeders' Cup Series of Racing uh, this November. Of course, Sophie Doyle, I mentioned, won the One Million Cotillion, which gets her a win and you're in for the Breeders' Cup. Uh, it's a great race if you haven't watched it. You must watch it. Street Band ran an absolutely incredible race. But in another shock and upset, Math Wizard won the $1 million Pennsylvania Derby. Very interesting. The long shot, 31 to 1. Wish I'd placed some money on that one, but I didn't see an Ocala connection, so I didn't do it. Uh, Mark Cassie with War of Will came in third, and of course he was our, our strong connection. Uh, Math Wizard, I think, was a little bit... Uh, of a shock. Of course, maximum security got pulled before that race uh, for a, due to a colic, so we actually didn't get to see uh, him run, sadly, uh, that weekend. That could have possibly changed things, who knows, but congratulations to all the connections of uh, Math Wizard. And finally, before we close out this segment, should you put a goldfish in your horse's water trough or not? Some say yes. Some say no. A lot of people say that they eat the algae and they help to keep the water trough cleaner. Seems like a strange thing to me. I don't really want to put a, a fish in my horse's water trough. But after some studies have been done, the answer came out uh, that actually it makes no difference at all. And this was studied at length. Apparently there was no preference for horses over the water that had the goldfish in and the water that didn't. If I was a horse, I'd go with no goldfish in my water. Fishy water just doesn't really appeal to me. <laughs> but anyway, the outcome was it really made no difference at all. And you still have to clean your water trough out. I would just recommend regular cleaning. And actually, if you tip it out and give it a good scrubbing uh, every few days, your, your uh, water troughs in your pasture will be just fine. That's what I do. That is the end of our news segment on the Horse Talk Show. Coming up, we're going to be talking to top jockey Sophie Doyle, another Brit. I can't wait to tell her congratulations again. Stay with us on the Horse Talk Show, presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. I'm Louisa Barton, and we will be right back. This show is presented by...
Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital, one of the top equine hospitals in the USA with services including ambulatory, surgery, sports medicine, reproduction, and with doctors on call 24 hours a day. Check them out now at petersonsmith.com. The opinions of the hosts and guests on the host talk show are not necessarily that of Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. This show is brought to you in part by Horse Boxers USA, the newest and most advanced way to safely transport your horses in style. Horse Boxers USA comes standard with a backup camera, horse cabin camera, and dual fans. Visit them at JJ Tack Shop on Highway 40 in Ocala or online at horseboxesusa.com. This show is sponsored in part by All In Removal, like jockey and horse, Shavings delivery and manure removal go together naturally and are the green natural solution too. All-in removal offers a great way to save you money combining the two services of quality pine shavings delivery and manure container rental and removal. Great service, great quality and the green choice too. Like All-in removal on Facebook now or go to allinremoval.com for more information. This show is brought to you in part by DAC Vitamins and Minerals of Florida. All horses need a solid immune system, excellent joint support, a healthy gut, and DAC has all the vitamins and minerals they need with the NASC stamp of approval. So like them on Facebook now or go to FeedDAC.com. DAC, it makes a world of difference. This show is sponsored in part by Earthsong Ranch, improving and restoring health since 1998 for the health of your horses, dogs, and cats with natural probiotic-based supplements, herbal dewormers, all-natural fly sprays, joint supplements, plus Earthsong Ranch is a great resource for health information. Find Earthsong Ranch on Facebook or at earthsongranch.com. This show is sponsored in part by Equisin. When visiting the horse capital of the world, you want to stay at a hotel that reminds you of what you love about Ocala, the horses. Stay tuned to this show for announcements about the renovations to be completed fall 2019 at the Equus Inn by following them on Facebook and Instagram at Equus Inn. This show is sponsored in part by Hilton Garden Inn. Downtown Louisville, only five miles from Churchill Downs, Enjoy the two most exciting minutes in sports, plus our hearty breakfast and a mimosa, and let Hilton Garden Inn do the rest. Book for Derby 2020 now. Back on the Horse Talk Show, presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's Finest Alfalfa. I'm your host, Louisa Barton, and joining us, I'm pretty excited to have top jockey making a huge name for herself across the country, Sophie Doyle. Sophie, it's lovely to have you with us on the show. Uh, welcome. Hi, Louisa. It's great to be on again. Yes, it's fantastic. And congratulations on winning the $1 million cotillion uh, stakes last weekend. Wow. I mean, oh, my gosh. You and Street Band, what a team. Yes, thank you. It's been absolutely brilliant. This past weekend was just incredible. It, um I wasn't sure going into it. I said, well, this is a tough bunch of fillies to beat, but I believed in straight bounds, and I said, I know she can do it. And it's like we know in horse racing, every horse is beatable sometimes, and this, this past weekend with street band, it was possible. Now, Sophie, you came over from England how long ago? Uh, six years ago. Six Just years ago. Just past my six-year anniversary. 
Did you have any idea when you came over here that this is where you were going to end up, like pointed towards the Breeders' Cup? Hmm? I mean, yes. In some ways I do. They were part of my goals and dreams that I had come in here, that I had high expectations and this is where I wanted to be, you know, showcasing is on these big days. And now to be a part of, you know, riding these graded stake races on a, you know, more continuous basis has been just absolutely brilliant. And, you know, all the connections that have supported me and had faith in me, I can't thank enough for it. That's wonderful. We're actually going to put some photos up um, uh, right now of the, uh, the Cotillion. Uh, Joe, you can put those pictures up here on, uh, on Facebook. If you're joining us uh, via Facebook, you'll be able to see those at the Horse Talk Show. Um, I love the one of you kissing Street Band on the nose. Uh, it's absolutely <laughs> precious. Uh, talk a little bit about Street Band. Um, personality, what's she like? Um, what was your first meeting, first ride with her like? Um, Street Band's personality is a, she is absolutely all business when you're out on the track with her and when you, obviously in the races, um, but back in the barn, she's an absolute sweetheart, she's a peppermint queen, she loves her peppermint, so if I turn up without any, she'll soon let me know that she's not happy, but when she, um, you know, to be in the store with her and play around and get to know her, she just, she's so kind and sweet and you know, she's just a filly that you really enjoy being around because she has so much character to her. Um, you know, she'll stand there nodding her head up and down, and if you're standing close to her, she'll play with you and she'll rub her muzzle with her face. She'll rub up like as if she's flicking her muzzle over your hand and play with you. And she's always wants to interact with somebody. And you know, for race days, she has me on edge because she is a bit of a fiery redhead. And, um, <laughs> And like, you know, as Larry said that too, she is a bit of a hothead, so you have to kind of really pay attention and I appreciate everybody around with the um, paddock when they're all cheering me before I'm going out for a race, but, you know, that's not the time when I can turn my head for a second away from the street band. I have to really focus on her and know how she's feeling underneath me just to save any, any issues happening if she gets too excited. And then once I'm out on the track, it's... You just take a breath and just enjoy it for every moment that you can. You know, it's interesting you say that, you know, about um, about personalities and about taking time to know the horse and kind of know how she is and keep your focus. Someone told me the other day that they're now using robots for camel racing, like overseas. And I said, mm -hmm. oh, maybe that works for camels, but can you imagine horses? No way. I mean, you've really got oh, to well, know the horse. Yeah know those feelings you know you can't be a robot you can't ride every horse the same way you know you've got to know the horse and know you know this is what she or he does when we do this and and this is what she might do and you've you've got to be prepared and have you know have your ducks in a row and you know i think that's the difference between you know um getting on a horse and riding it to just win the race and really being a good rider and knowing the horse, feeling the horse. And, and you've done that with Street Band. I mean, you've, you've bonded with her and you've got a relationship where you know, you know what to expect and to be ready, you know. And I think that's really, um, that's why the partnership is so priceless and why you've accomplished so much. She's not just a brilliant horse. She's got a brilliant jockey, you know. And I think it's the team. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, it, it really, it goes, it, it says a lot for what you've done with this horse. I think it's the same with any of our horses and 
you know, the Colts and the Phillies and Mares, but any of them, when you ride in them a lot, it's good to always have a connection with them. And the more you get to know horses, like I have done with Street Band, the more they'll want to perform for you and that you build that trust and faith together. Um, and you just know every single quirk about them. Every time, you know, somebody else might get on street band and kind of get a bit anxious or, you know, a bit worried she's going to do something when really she's just feeling good in herself and you just give her a pat and I'll probably be whistling away to her and she knows that's her cue just to relax and enjoy herself. Um, the same, I did the same thing with Fioretti when she was my first graded stake winner and I managed to be, be around her a lot too and I always wanted to be a part of her every, every breeze was the same way I'd always be there for her because you can't ride you can't be on a horse enough and I think sometimes it just really builds that connection and you really do get some great results when you two know each other so well it's so true Talk a little bit to us, son, for a couple of minutes about the cotillion itself and about running the race. Um, you look like covered in mud and grinning like a Cheshire cat, which I love. Uh, it's absolutely fantastic. But talk a little bit about what was going on in that couple of minutes, um, you know, for you. Um, in those few minutes, uh, like I'd spoken to Tom Amos earlier in the day, we'd bumped into each other and we both talked about, you know, obviously... Serengeti Express was going to, she had her one, her dimension of running, so we knew she'd be there with a couple of others. Um, and so when the, when we broke from the gate, and we broke, we, you know, we broke right there with everybody, but then the pace just set up so hot, and I said to myself, if I send her to go with these guys, it's, I'm going to take her start, her running style out of her. So I decided, you know what, if they run fast enough, They'll, hopefully they'll come back to me. Um, didn't quite plan on being last turning around, going around the first turn. <laughs> I will admit that. That was a bit like, oh, hang on a minute, when am I turn back here? But I just thought, you know what? I, if I take, if I try to go with them, I might not even get home. I know what I've got. I know how this filly can. I trust her, and she felt great under me. She, yeah, she was settled. She relaxed. She travelled. She was travelling beautifully. I couldn't have asked for anything better from her. So when we turned down the back, and I admit, I was even, I even didn't even put enough goggles on because I thought, well, you know, I don't need too many. I'll be up behind the pace. I'll be okay. I'm going down the back. Going, huh? I've only got another two pairs of goggles. I better wait. <laughs> I only put four on for the whole for the whole race. So when we were weaving in between horses, and once I get out a bit of clear, then I could take another set down and. Then they'd be covered again, and then turning for home, I only had two left. I said, well, I know I'm going to edge to the outside, and I've been told by everybody, just don't go up the inside, stay wide. And I was just getting a beautiful trip, and I was actually managed to f um, follow behind um, Holologist um, mm -hmm. with Louis Sayers, and I said, and I'd already noted in the form that you know, this horse, yes, he's a long shot, but she's another filly that's been stepping up her game every race. I think she could be in the top three or four. So I mean, I just sat and I just tracked her and she was traveling beautifully, really taking um, sires around the turn. So then as we were starting to come out of the turn, I just tipped out gradually. And straight band just, she took off. It was like, right, let's go. <laughs> and she gave me everything. She took off down to the wire. And when I was actually coming up and passing um, um, 
Garana, I said, oh my gosh, we're really going to do this. You just gave <laughs> and, me uh, goose pimples. So, <laughs> yeah, she was, um, she was just brilliant. And, and look how well she did it. She did it going away. She won by two and a quarter. And she was going away from them. So I really think that helped. It really did help with the previous race in the Alabama going a mile and a quarter that... You know, she not only did she learn to settle, but she also, you know, she, we know that she can stay, and she yeah. does have a good turn of foot, and she can outrun them towards the end if the, when we have that hot pace. It's incredible. Well, it's it's been a very exciting year for you so far, and it looks like um, might be just the tip of the iceberg. We've got a lot more to come, and uh, and we're uh, we're super excited. Your horsemanship and your obvious love of the horse and. The way that you've um, you've handled this filly is really a credit to you. Not um, not just her, other horses you've ridden and done so well with, but um, she certainly is a shining star in your career. And we are um, we're super proud of you and uh, and rooting for you all the way. And uh, keep following you in uh, really an incredible career that's probably just at the very beginning. And uh, uh, I, I'm really excited for you uh, all the time. Just really excited to see you. Um, doing so well Sophie it's such an honor to be friends with you and uh, Larry uh, I'd love to have Larry on the show sometime congratulations to uh, yeah, to all the connections absolutely. I think it's uh, I think it's exciting stuff and I know I'll get to see you in November <laughs> definitely absolutely that's for certain and then um, when we do we'll be able to have a nice glass of champagne afterwards let's have Fingers a nice crossed. glass of champagne together shall we <laughs> Definitely. That was the first thing I managed to do. Actually, for the first time I ever managed to make it up to where the, all the owners were together um, and had a glass of champagne. I sort of I have to have one after this victory. It was brilliant. So it's, um, Good for it's you. been fantastic. Well, knowing you and Mia uh, has been a, just such a pleasure. Mm -hmm. I've enjoyed it so much, and it's, um, it's just an honor to be friends with you guys. And thank you for sharing your victory with us. And hats off to both you. Street Band and Larry Jones in uh, absolutely and just an incredible victory, a beautiful, uh, beautiful race, well run, and um, good luck to you uh, in the future. And I know we'll be talking to you soon. Absolutely, thank you so much, Louise. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Sophie, so much. Sophie Doyle, top jockey, um, really showing us uh, how it's done, really accomplishing some absolutely amazing things with a real super filly street band we're so proud of both of them and uh, we'll be back in just a few minutes on the horse talk show we're going to have jan fitzgerald from the new horse capital tours excited to talk to her i'm louisa barton for the horse talk show this show is sponsored in part by innova wellness spa committed to providing the best most advanced options available in the beauty and wellness for their valued patients Find them on the web at InnovaWellnessSpa.com or like them on Facebook now to learn more about their non-invasive aesthetic enhancement procedures for the most amazing results. Our Facebook broadcast sponsor is Larson Farms. The Larson Farms mission is simple, to be the leader in quality and value. Richard, owner of Larson Farms, is committed to a positive attitude, integrity, dedication, quality and teamwork. Larson Farms is committed to being your supplier of Idaho's finest alfalfa, a complete line of mixed and grass hay. Larson Farms, Idaho's finest alfalfa. 
This show is brought to you in part by New Millennium Realty. Owner and broker Brian Cox loves this community and wants to help you find your place in the horse capital of the world. Like them on Facebook or find them at allfarmsmatter.com. New Millennium Realty, the future of real estate. This show is sponsored in part by 1K Helmets, certified to ASTM standards, where the perfect synergy of advanced technology meets aesthetically pleasing design wrapped in a package that traditionalists appreciate. Check them out at 1khelmets.com and like them on Facebook. 1K Helmets, where style meets safety. This show is sponsored in part by Ovation Helmets, the lightest and most comfortable helmets on the market today. For hot Florida summers, you can't do better than Ovation. Check them out at EnglishWritingSupply.com or get fitted for a safe, lightweight new helmet at Tack Shack of Ocala. This show is brought to you in part by Seminole Feed Stores, family-owned since 1934, manufacturing fixed-formula horse feeds with mindful monitoring and quality ingredients right here in Ocala in an all-natural, non-medicated feed mill. Seminole Feed, simply the world's best and safest feed. Like them on Facebook now or find them at SeminoleFeed.com. This show is brought to you in part by Summit Joint Performance, promoting a healthy, thick synovial fluid, decreasing inflammation in the joints and improving the cushioning properties of the cartilage pads. All age horses can benefit from Summit Joint Performance. This show is brought to you in part by Tack Shack of Ocala, the horse lover's candy store proudly offering customer halters, race tack, whips, blinkers, belts, dog collars and more. Tack Shack of Ocala, one-stop shopping for all your horse needs. This show is brought to you in part by TT Distributors, dedicated to bringing their customers the largest selection of quality horse supplements, products, and farrier supplies in Florida at affordable prices. Also online at ttdistributors.com. Back on the Horse Talk Show, presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm your host, Louisa Barton. In the studio with me, co-host Paulette Stout, my funny top equestrian crazy co-host and joining us we have a special guest in the studio with us I'm really excited to have Jan Fitzgerald with us today um, she has a very exciting uh, entrepreneurial uh, new business going she's been coming to talk to me a little bit about the horse world and I'm really excited she's actually doing something I wanted to do several years ago but I've got too many hats already so I'm actually thrilled to help her Jan welcome to the show oh thank you Louisa lovely to have you tell us about horse capital tours well uh, I've been in Alcala about uh, two years a little over two years and when I got here I was um, wanting to get to know more about the horse industry um, because I'd heard so much about the horse capital tour uh, horse capital and um, I had the hardest time finding information about it. Mm. And I started thinking, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's very true. if I were having trouble, I mean, someone who doesn't even know Ocala was going to be having a terrible time with mm -hmm. that. So uh, this is where the idea struck me. And that's when I came to you. And it was like, like we left it in the dust at that point and, and started pulling it together. I've been very active in getting more of the properties 
put together. You've done a brilliant and job. I cannot oh, get over you. how much ground you've covered since we first talked, what, like maybe six weeks ago, and you've just been like gung-ho. Well, we're ready to launch uh, in about two weeks. So um, we've got a number of properties and um, a number of things that are, that are really ready to go. Uh, we've got um, uh, a number of different breeds that we'll be able to show, and we've got uh, a number of the um, eventing uh, things mm -hmm. and competitions are going to be tremendous. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Well, it's so it's so attractive to see mm -hmm. it. Yeah, you know, it the is. horses jump in, yes, yes. and I'm it's just, exciting. Oh, it is absolutely, <laughs> and I'm so amazed at dressage. I can't. I cannot imagine how someone can control eight horses and not move a muscle. It just doesn't make sense to me. So, talk a bit about some of the experiences that you um that you want people to have on the tours some of the things you kind of want them to to feel and see and 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 learn well what, that's one of the things i ask all the different properties is when people leave here what do you want them to to Good feel question. like um because that's going to help me put the right people into the right farms but uh, and the um the thing i hear over and over again is they want people to really appreciate the horses and to really feel the warmth and, and beauty of Ocala. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's one thing I've been struck with is just driving around is just incredible to see the, the rolling hills and the, the horses mm -hmm. in the, in the, uh, the pastures. It's just beautiful. And, um, and especially with the great weather we have here, you can be out there with the horses every single day. Yeah. It's really even really in the heat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We do exactly. it. Yeah, we do it. And in the winter time, I mean, it's not like we shut it's down. Beautiful. You know, oh, we know. No, no. Oh, this actually, this is Claudia Bellandi oh, with yes. the Marchadors, uh, the, the National Horse of Brazil. There's Kimmy Carp with. Um, uh, with the uh, with the tour, horse country carriage. Well, this is uh, this tours. is one that I'm very excited about because with Kimmy we're able to put together some magical tours. Um, it, this is a little girl's birthday, and uh, we're able to get a you know a costume character. And this little girl had the most magical birthday of her life, and it's something that she's not going to forget. And this is the thing that I want very much much for this whole community is to build these experiences around what people are doing. Because if someone has like a great anniversary or if you've got someone who is, um, has always wanted to do whatever, it's, it's hard for any person to really imagine what, mm -hmm. you know, what someone's lifelong dream has been. Mm -hmm. And what I've set up is that all they have to do is come to me and I will put that together for them. And, so um, an actual tour that they want. Yeah, you can customize. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, if there's something in particular that's like something you've always wanted to do, let's say you've driven through Ocala, you've seen the beautiful horse farms, you're like, I really want to do this, this, and this, you can have the experience. Let's say you want to go to the track where American Pharaoh was trained oh, exactly. um, in Ocala, or you want to go to the number one thing to do in north central Florida, which is the Gypsy Gold Mm -hmm. tour of course mm -hmm. which you're a big fan yeah. of Gypsy, oh, yes, Gypsy exactly. Vanna so you know Dennis yes, and Aaron yes. um, you know or if somebody wants to do something really much more specific they want to have a certain experience do you do you have like a menu because sometimes oh, yes. people don't even know what they don't know oh, no. she's, oh absolutely yeah. you know, they don't know what they might want to do oh yeah go, she's wow, been working on this she's like really? hardcore <laughs> yeah. wow. she's hardcore there's a number of things that um, uh, that I'm able to put together. Uh, in fact, one of the things that I was struck at at uh, Grand Oaks 
uh, we drove around there for over two hours, and she still didn't show me all the things that were well, there. Of course, Grand yeah. X is tremendous. Uh, it's very I pretty. think we could put together a, a tremendous time. It's too bad about time. the museum. One mm. one of the things that I'm really excited about is the fact that a lot of the corporations here are really growing, mm -hmm. and there's a there's a great opportunity for for them to do. Um, like uh, uh, corporate trips, you know, to reward employees. Mm. Yeah, that'd be nice. Uh, Have a picnic on a farm somewhere. Yeah. Team building too. Team it's building, really, really yep. great. Mm -hmm. Horse yeah. horse tours for team yes. building is yes. fabulous. Listen, we did axe throwing. I'm all for like <laughs> horse farms, man. <laughs> we I'm like axe. We did axe throwing, throwing yeah. as team building. I would much rather go to a horse farm. Sorry, it was great fun, but I would rather go to a horse farm. I could never imagine that. Well, it was fun. One of the things I talked with uh, Claudia about doing is that she loves to, to do uh, big uh, events for people. Oh, she loves and it. She, she likes to feed people. She's yes. Brazilian. Have you by, have you seen Majestic Oaks in their eventing place? Oh, it's, oh, it's lovely beautiful. there. Yeah. Yes. See, and they might be really interested in, in doing those types of tours. They've oh, got absolutely. a beautiful facility. I judged my first horse show there. Polo yeah. matches. <laughs> you can do all kinds of like yeah. different oh. exciting oh. events for people yeah, so absolutely. that they can have a horse experience. Well, and yes. Kimberton Farms have the uh, the University of Florida, right? Yes. The IEA, yes. Mm -hmm. yep. um, and so that's a pretty farm. Yeah. Oh, it's gorgeous, absolutely mm -hmm. gorgeous. And they have the two horses there from the Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Yes. Oh, exactly. do they really? I didn't they know did. that. Do that. <laughs> the beginning of the movie. There, the There's two horses, the polar carriage up there, up the front of the castle thing. Oh, yeah. that's great. Yeah. So. Well, one of the things that I really like about the tours I'm putting together is that I'm using the the actual owners and, and managers of the farm to do the tours. Mm -hmm. um, I have an, I know enough about horses to put in my eye, and so I know a lot about putting tours together, but I don't know a lot about horses. So by combining the two mm -hmm. with the, with the mm -hmm. farms themselves, yeah. we're going to have a tremendous opportunity t for people to see what's going on in the horse industry. I think here. it's so, so exciting. That, it, to connect those kinds of things is really important. It really is. It's important for the whole industry. Yeah. Well, the the horse owners and the farm owners are really uh, excited about their horses. They want to show them off. They do. And, uh, they're thrilled. Yeah, I mean, they're excited to mm -hmm. to share. I'm I'm thrilled about the reception. What's nice is that that I had the connections. Jan had the desire and the and some ideas, and so we put my connections with her desire and idea, put those two things together, and everybody has just opened the gates of the farms to her, like. Yes, this needs to happen, and so That's now true. we're we're a la carting it, and we're yeah. customizing it, and we're making it, you know, all all yes. really just spot on for Ocala, in my opinion, something that's needed. And when people come here, you know, whether your family's visiting here from out of country, out of state, mm -hmm. or someone's just passing through and says, I want to come back here, which mm -hmm. is what happened to me, and I've been here ever since. Yes. So um, well, I want to put Jan's website up, though, before the end of this segment, oh, yes. um, because um, I, uh, I think that needs to be up there. Horsecapitaltours.com uh, is how you can find her, and um, she will be more than happy to uh, help you customize whatever you want. She might have something uh, there, actually, already that's just perfect for you, but, um, but you can come up with ideas and she'll help you put things together. But, uh, but I think it's really exciting for the horse capital of the world to have, have something like this that, um, that can suit your needs, or, mm -hmm. or if you have no idea what we have, you can pick and choose and, and she'll help so you're guide you through the process. you're even learning what's here. 
Oh, it's fascinating. I got my first horse bite the other day. <laughs> I, felt like, I felt like I'd been initiated into the whole community. You have. That's it. You've been bitten. <laughs> You're the real thing now. High five. <laughs> Who bit you? <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> I just wondered if it was something famous, you know. No, no, no. It was it was a horse. That's just what I can tell you. <laughs> he thought she was a carrot. Jan, I want to thank you so much. Oh, I um, love this. Thank I'm you so, so much. I'm so and proud of you. thank you so much for all your support. It's yes. really been tremendous. I'm, I'm absolutely thrilled. The yeah. CEP is thrilled. We're so glad to have. Oh, the uh, CEP has been marvelous, marvelous. Yeah, we're, we're thrilled to have you uh, as a partner of the CEP. We're thrilled to help you and can't wait to see this whole thing uh, launch and, and be enormous for Ocala and help yeah. really let people know what we're all about. So, oh, definitely. Yeah, awesome Thank job. You. Fantastic. Jan Fitzgerald uh, with HorseCapitalTours.com. Uh, please find her and check out what she has to offer. I'm really, really excited uh, about the future and about being able to show off everything we have here in the Horse Capital via uh, Jan's wonderful service. And uh, I, I don't think there's anything a whole lot better that could happen here right now, so I'm excited. We will be right back. Um, we actually have our vet segment coming up with uh, Dr. Tim Lynch. He's going to be talking to us a little bit about foal deformities, uh, conformational irregularities in newborn horses and young horses. And that was an interview that I got a chance to do with Dr. Lynch from Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. And we're going to share that with you coming up after this short break. Stay with us. I'm Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show. This show is presented by oh, Peterson and Smith so, Equine so. Hospital, one of the top equine hospitals in the USA with services including ambulatory, surgery, sports medicine, reproduction, and with doctors on call 24 hours a day. Check them out now at petersonsmith.com. The opinions of the hosts and guests on the Horse Talk Show are not necessarily that of Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. This show is brought to you in part by Horse Boxers USA, the newest and most advanced way to safely transport your horses in style. Horse Boxers USA comes standard with a backup camera, horse cabin camera, and dual fans. Visit them at JJ Tack Shop on Highway 40 in Ocala or online at horseboxesusa.com. This show is sponsored in part by All In Removal, like Jockey and Horse. Shavings delivery and manure removal go together naturally and are the green natural solution too. All-In Removal offers a great way to save you money combining the two services of quality pine shavings delivery and manure container rental and removal. Great service, great quality and the green choice too. Like All-In Removal on Facebook now or go to allinremoval.com for more information. This show is brought to you in part by DAC Vitamins and Minerals of Florida. All horses need a solid immune system, excellent joint support, a healthy gut, and DAC has all the vitamins and minerals they need with the NASC stamp of approval. So like them on Facebook now or go to FeedDAC.com. DAC, it makes a world of difference. This show is sponsored in part by Earthsong Ranch, improving and restoring health since 1998 through the health of your horses, dogs, and cats with natural probiotic-based supplements, herbal dewormers, all-natural fly sprays, joint supplements, plus Earthsong Ranch is a great resource for health information. Find Earthsong Ranch on Facebook or at earthsongranch.com. 
Welcome to the Horse Talk Show presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. I'm your host, Louisa Barton, and we're broadcasting from Ocala, Marion County, Florida, the horse capital of the world. I have the pleasure of having Dr. Tim Lynch back in the studio with us, and we're going to cover something that comes up quite a lot, and uh, especially people with uh, a new breeding business, perhaps who have some foals on the ground and aren't quite sure if foal deformities are normal, if they're going to last, and if they should be concerned. I'm gonna have Dr. Lynch talk a little bit about that now. Dr. Lynch, lovely to have you back on the show with us. Let's talk a little bit about foal deformities. Uh, sometimes after they're born, they've been all scrunched up in there, they come out. It's quite alarming, some of the things that you might see initially, but things change rather rapidly with the foals. Can you talk about some of the things that you've seen? Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, so there's newborn foals, they can have a couple of uh, congenital abnormalities, meaning they're born that way, or they have required abnormalities. As they grow and get bigger and longer, taller, they develop some orthopedic problems or deformities. So the most uh, recent or newborn ones would be contracted uh, tendons or contracted knees. Uh, that's where they come out and they're kind of bent over. Some of them are really contracting. You can't get them out of the mirror. Uh, so that usually happens in the front limbs. Fetlocks contracture as well. Those are the ones that they're born with. It's a male position inside the mare uh, when they're growing uh, in gestation, right? So those usually uh, in themselves, uh, depending on the severity, can correct themselves as the foal grows. Uh, some of them do need help. Some of them are truly an abnormality of the bone shape. They're just uh, formed incorrectly. Uh, unfortunately for those foals, they just uh, they don't get any better. The acquired ones uh, more than likely are usually due to immaturity, uh, meaning the foal is not quite ready to come out <laughs> and it should be in the mare longer. Uh, mostly those are due to immaturity like uh, tarsal crush or the cuboidal bones get crushed. I mean, the foal is just a cartilage template of itself and unfortunately when it stands and it runs around, it's not quite ready to bear that weight and it can crush those bones. So a lot of them are self-limiting, meaning they'll happen, but uh, with careful care and restricted uh, exercise and such, a lot of them will do quite well. Um, club feet is usually the most common one that you see in foals, mostly due to their rapid growth and uh, depends on the breed, a thoroughbred or a fast growing breed. Uh, a lot of them have their tendons grow much slower than their bones. So it's like a bow and arrow effect. The bone is growing really fast, but the tendons got to catch up. And what happens is they, um, club over in their feet or they will buck forward in their fetlocks or their knees, the area of least resistant. Uh, those, uh, the knee and the fetlock contracture, those are easily um, taken care of. You have to kind of restrict them, break the pain uh, cycle, try to get them to relax, maybe a little bit of bandaging, and then some shoeing or uh, some trimming of their feet. But club feet is something that continues to bother fast growing breeds or foals. And it can uh, lots of times be very mild to very severe horse uh, club feet. Uh, lots of those horses will need restriction of exercise. They need a lot of uh, farrier work and trimming, probably shoes, uh, meaning a special glue on shoes to try to get the horse to relax its tendons and catch up with the bone growth mm -hmm. so the foot can come back around. Some of them do require surgery. You cut a certain ligament in their leg to try to make one of the tendons much longer and hopefully get a mechanical advantage to try to get the foot to come back 
to a normal confirmation. And is there a point or an age that you decide when that should happen? Right, that's always the tricky one. You, know? <laughs> you give fools uh, enough room and they will prove you wrong, but a lot of them, depending on the severity, of course, if they're really severe, the sooner the better, uh, as far as getting on top of them, treating them correctly, uh, getting them the right treatments, and possibly surgery, I think the much better outcome you'll have. Not only function, meaning that now their feet are where they're supposed to be and the joints are aligned and things like that, but cosmetically as well, the feet look much better. Uh, but there's a lot of horses, uh, even adult horses that have mild um, club feet mm -hmm. and they're quite good athletes and things like that. It all depends on the severity. But the biggest thing for people to recognize is, okay, here's these things happening in my foal. He's probably 30, 60, 90 days old. Uh, that can be, okay, we got to keep an eye on this, trim them every you know, two to four weeks. And is, everybody has a different way of trimming them. So, but as long as you pay attention to the foal and don't let it get way ahead of you, that, um, that would be, uh, a lot of them are quite uh, successful and treated and, and come around. Some of the other things that we see fairly often are crooked legs. Um, like knock knees. Knock need or, yeah, or calf need or their uh, carpal valgus being that their, their knee is straight but the rest of the leg goes out or varus is in. They're kind of like a bow-legged cowboy. Mm -hmm. A lot of those foals, uh, they just need to be watched, restricted maybe a little bit. Of course, if they need, um, if they're bad enough, they will need some type of surgery to try to manipulate the growth plate to try to make them straight taking into account that the foals, you know, depending on its age, it could be four months old, five months old, but it has a lot more growing to do. So, you know, it's, it's kind of a, a watch and see lots of times and wait. And if they're getting worse, that's where you need to really start to address those foals. So you can have the best, uh, not only functional outcome, but cosmetic. Everybody wants a straight horse at the horse sale, right? So, right, absolutely. Uh, where actually, if you're a little bit crooked in the knees on the out, is actually protective uh, from in racing. It's been yes. shown in several papers. So, but those are usually all those things are orthopedic developmental orthopedic problems in young growing, fast growing foals. Um, if you, it's like if you start a fire and put gas on it, meaning feed them, creep feed them, even though a lot of the mares, uh, they, they milk like a cow, right? So right. they can produce that much milk and you, got, you give the foal all the chance to grow and this is what you're gonna wind up with. And those are the things you really gotta pay attention to is, is their feet, how correct their legs are, are they over at the knee? Are they bucking forward at the fetlock? Because a lot of those horses, um, they may not have it initially, and then when they start turnout, now they get running around with their friends and the mares chase them, or, or mm -hmm. that's where they start to get painful and they come back in and they're tired and then they start to shake or they go over their fetlocks. And that's where you start to get um, problems like the club feet and uh, over the fetlocks and knees and things like that. But most of them, uh, fortunately, most of them have caught early uh, do have very good outcomes and can be treated quite nicely. It's just a matter of, okay, if they come out <laughs> really bent, that's a big struggle right. versus a horse who maybe is now three, four months old and is getting a little more of a club foot. It's usually one foot is worse than the other. So those are the things that people have to pay attention to to hopefully uh, have a good outcome, treat them early. And it usually re requires restricting the mare. Unfortunately, you don't want to restrict the mare, right. but you got to do it for the foal. Right. Um, Sometimes if the foal you know is dismature uh, for its date or its breeding date, it's uh, small at birth and things like that, maybe an x-ray or two of its uh, hocks and its knees just to look at the, the bones mm -hmm. and that can kind of help you um, 
or guide you when this foal can go out. You don't want to turn those out. Those are the ones that are they're still real soft or mm -hmm. they're cartilage. You don't want them to crush their bones uh, and then wind up with the worst problem. So it's more vigilance and, uh, and then you can kind of pick and choose. But a lot of them, fortunately, if you trim them and stay on top of them, uh, and foals can be trimmed like every four weeks or less, and it's not much. You don't need to take a whole bunch of foot off. Just a little bit, just, just a little, little fine uh, a degree adjustment just to get them where they right. should be to help promote that growth where right. you want it. Yeah, you want to stay ahead of the foot. You don't want it to go backwards on you or get worse. And a lot of people, well, they want to they want to trim the whole f uh, heel off the foal. Well, that just makes them worse. So there's lots of ways and shoeing and things like that, especially with gluons they have today. Uh, they have all sorts of uh, different patterns uh, that have been great uh, help for club feet or foals that have maybe just a little bit of fetlock angulation or knee angulation. You know, a lot of them as they grow, they don't need surgery. Okay, uh, it's just you got to keep an eye on them, make sure they're not going backwards on you, right? Yes, That's right. the hard part. And it can happen rather quickly yeah. because they do grow so fast. And you mentioned um, thoroughbreds fast growing. Some breeds obviously do progress a lot quicker than others. Yeah, so a lot of foals like beef cattle, they can gain one to two pounds a day and get quite tall fast before you, right before you, right in your eyes. And you come out and you go, who's this, right? Uh, but that's where uh, vigilance or keep looking at their legs and their feet and get them to stand on a fairly hard, flat surface because it's hard out in the paddock to see them and see you know see how they walk see how their limbs travel uh, so it's it's a variation of severity but if you do notice something and that's where you got to keep track of it it's not getting worse we're on top of this we're trimming it right it's it's progressing but when it starts to not progress or starts to go backwards and now the foal is lame or there's other problems okay then you got to get really more aggressive right. in order to have a good outcome when he's a yearling or a two-year-old things like that right makes sense so um, after they're born is there a certain time frame that if if you think there is a deformity or, or something that's not quite right is there a time frame that you would recommend within 30 days or so that you follow up with the vet and make sure that everything is right. advancing properly or yeah so I mean again depends on the severity if you really have a, a bad club foot uh, or probably an, an angulation problem at 30 days some of them are so bad when they stand up they look windswept right like their mm -hmm. front end goes one way and their rear yes. end goes the other way those are the things that you could really stay on top of and the earlier the better, earlier, the better. Uh, but okay. if you see one that's maybe isn't getting progressive I wouldn't do anything on a full before 30 days of age because uh, they can kind of grow and stretch into their bodies right. and then by the time you're 60 days old or 90 days old they look like a completely different foal which is what you want that's what you got to keep track of right that makes sense dr lynch dr tim lynch from peterson and smith equine hospital giving us some advice on those uh those new foals and uh you know i always personally i'm a i'm a worrier i'm born to worry i think that vets are there to stop you from worrying so if i have any questions i immediately call 352-237-6151 and get a, uh, a vet out to have a good look and at least get a, a professional opinion so that's uh, always good advice but uh, certainly what dr lynch said is very important keeping them in if need be uh, limiting some of the exercise to start with and then following up uh, with the veterinarian to make sure that you uh, have everything on track because it can happen very fast and aren't you glad that we don't gain one to two pounds a day i'm louisa varton for the horse talk show this hour
This hour of the Horse Talk Show is presented by Palm Chevrolet in Ocala, where the entire team is committed to making your experience in sales and services hassle-free and easier than ever, with no games or gimmicks. Come in and visit on Southwest College Road or online at palmchevrolet.com. A second-to-none experience with all the amenities. Palm Chevy. Find new roads. This show is brought to you in part by Horse Boxes USA, the newest and most advanced way to safely transport your horses in style. Horse Boxes USA comes standard with a backup camera, horse cabin camera, and dual fans. Visit them at JJ Tack Shop on Highway 40 in Ocala or online at horseboxesusa.com. This show is sponsored in part by All In Removal, like Jockey and Horse, Shavings delivery and manure removal go together naturally and are the green natural solution too. All-in removal offers a great way to save you money combining the two services of quality pine shavings delivery and manure container rental and removal. Great service, great quality and the green choice too. Like All-in removal on Facebook now or go to allinremoval.com for more information. This show is brought to you in part by DAC Vitamins and Minerals of Florida. All horses need a solid immune system, excellent joint support, a healthy gut, and DAC has all the vitamins and minerals they need with the NASC stamp of approval. So like them on Facebook now or go to FeedDAC.com. DAC, it makes a world of difference. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? Well, listen to this. <laughs> with your host, Louisa Barton. What does it feel like to be in love with a horse? Presented this hour by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy store. Now, here's your pretty, pretty Louisa Barton. You're fab, you're switched on, you're a bit of all right. Yes. <laughs> Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show presented by Palm Chevrolet this hour. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. Quick shout outs before we start. Um, I am wearing my We Support Horse Racing wristband. Uh, I saw Lisa Bolger and uh, her husband had commented I had it on, so yes, I do. I'm wearing it, <laughs> especially for you guys. Thank you for sending me those two. I'm going to give the other one to Paulette so she can wear it too. Um, I know there's a lot of talk about horse racing, there's a lot of negative um, publicity and, and media about it. I'm a big supporter of horse racing. I've been behind the scenes at the barns and um, met a lot of the real people behind the scenes and there are a lot of good people. Are there bad people in every sport and in every horse sport? Sure there are. Are there a lot of good people, a lot of hardworking people who love their horses? I have fed baby carrots, baby peeled carrots to many of the top horses in the country because I was not allowed to give them regular carrots. <laughs> I have also seen them having their horses scratched um, and um, they're very content very happy well groomed and very well loved on horses are they all no but are they all in 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 the fields around us no um, reality is no unfortunately not every horse in this world sadly is not treated um, as well as it should be and that saddens me breaks my heart but the truth is there are a lot of good people in horse racing and training and I'm personal friends with an awful lot of them here in Ocala so yes I'm a big supporter and I'm thankful to the Boulder family um, for being supporters of racing as well and cheering uh, them all on so I'm wearing my wristband for you guys on air I had it on last week too but I forgot to mention it anyway got to get back to the topic at hand 
in the studio with me, Paulette Stout, my crazy co-host. I always call her that because she's a nut, um, but I love her. She she I makes the show. I was one of those ones that scratched butts. Mm -hmm. They would want, you know, they would back around the stall. So yeah, so you them. could. Yeah, I've done that. So. <laughs> Actually, I remember scratching Classic Empire's butt uh, the night after and he didn't win the derby. Oops. <laughs> it doesn't matter. He still deserves a scratch anyway. <laughs> That's right. He was in it. <laughs> they learn that you scratch butts. They follow you. Okay, so now we're done talking about butts. Let's move on to our guests. Um, I'm really excited, actually, to have some guests with us that we had on the phone with us. I guess it was a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago. Um, and that is um, Rainers, top Rainers, actually, that show an awful lot and do very well. And that is uh, Shannon Rafus and her daughter, Madison. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you. Thanks for having us here. It's wonderful. I'm so excited. Well, I mean, I, I sort of want to start at the beginning. I want to talk about the run for a million as well, because that's obviously a, a huge accomplishment. Um, but let's start with you, Shannon. We've got a couple of segments with you, which is really nice. Um, how did you kind of get your start in, in raining? Well, it's perfect timing, actually, because mm -hmm. I started in raining when I was Madison's age. When I was 12, my dad and mom, uh, they had a... a, a 27-acre horse farm. My mom's dream was to have a boarding and grooming kennel for dogs. We raised golden retrievers. So with that came my crazy aunt who said, well, you live on a horse farm. You need to own some horses. So she shipped two horses up to me. One was a Pasifino and one was a quarter draft cross. Um, I got involved in 4-H, got involved in open horse shows, and lucky for me, there was a reigning show held in conjunction with an open show one time. My dad looked at me and said, would you like to try that? And I said, that looks like a lot of fun. Um, it does look like a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. I'm like, it's a lot of fun. It's a good time. Uh, but who, who would like to see me do that? I would like to see me do that. I think we should do this. We can do that very easily. I like this Very plan. easily. Anytime. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to make that happen. Um, so I, I luck, luck would have it that I had one of the best non-pro coaches in the country at that point in time in my backyard. Mm -hmm. And so I traveled every day, 20 minutes to the barn, 20 minutes back. My parents would ship me back and ship me forth. And yes. I'd spend about 10 hours a day when I wasn't in school. Um, and the rest is history. I became a lifer in the industry, and, and here we are. That's so, so wonderful. It's, it's been a great life, and I wouldn't have had it any other way. And it's great that we get to, to raise her in this life because the equestrian life is such a great place to Isn't raise it? kids. It is. I, I think there's nothing better. Nothing. No. I mean, they're, they are taught responsibility. Um, mm -hmm. They grow up so much faster in our industry. Um, mm -hmm. In any equine industry, I think. Uh, Madison learned how to read by, uh, we would give her a halter and say, sound it out. And she would figure out what halter it was and go put it on the horse's door when we were shipping out to go to a horse show. That's how we taught her how to read. I love so it. <laughs> so, um, so Madison, you're 12. Um, you, you started riding when you were how old? Like two. I don't like know. two. I don't even know. Sounds like me. Like really little. Yeah. And uh, your first experience, was it pony or a, or a horse? Um, well, my first like horse was a pony, but then I had I got a horse, and well, I rode horses before my pony. And and how did you? Was it a, a kind of a uh, immediately? It was something that you just loved, and you just you wanted to carry on doing it. Just you got the bug right away. Yeah. Yeah. And how old were you when you first competed? Five. Five. <laughs> That's young. Yeah. Tell wow. us about it. <laughs> <laughs> was that really? Any, were you scared? Were you nervous? 
No, you're brave. I can see that in your <laughs> face. You've got that tough look like, yeah, right? Because you grew up around horses. Yeah. So you got real comfortable with them. What about like responsibilities and things? Do you have a lot of work to do with in it? Like, do you just get to go and get on and show or do you have a lot of farm work to do? Um, I have a lot of work to do. Do you? Yeah. Is there a lot of stall mucking and grooming and... Um, I don't like to clean the stalls, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I do like um, brush them a lot and stuff. Do you a lot of grooming and bathing and getting them ready and there's a lot of work in horses. It's good to have that responsibility, right? How do you balance that with school? Is that um, difficult? I go, <laughs> I go to private school, so they let me like go to shows and stuff, and they just send me the, send the work with me. Oh, that's good, so you can get it done. And you do good in school. You get good grades. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's impressive. <laughs> Let's have that conversation on, on, on air. <laughs> actually, she's been a really good student, and I think that she's a little modest. So Madison, actually, um, she's very responsible, responsible in the barn. We, uh, The barn was always kind of... Uh, you had to do well at school and you had to take care of your responsibilities before you could go ride. Through that, I mean, she was saddling, getting her own horses ready. She can wrap, she can medicate. I could leave my farm for 48 hours and this kid could manage it, feed them, medicate them, wrap them, ship them, manage the vets. She's being a little modest, but she is, she's very, very good with the horses. She, she did grow up with them and um, Mark and I are just thrilled that we had the opportunity to provide that life to her and that she liked it. Um, you know, she could have picked basketball. She could have yeah. picked <laughs> anything. I'm so glad she didn't. You know, it just, but for us, because we're both professionals and yes. we, I mean, our, our business is handling non-professionals. So our barn is, is 30 riders that uh, expect us to kind of go all over the country, and we're just really happy that she fell in love with it because if she didn't, it would have made life a little trickier for us. So. Yeah, that would have been hard with a business that's that. <laughs> we is, she, made, is she, made she homeschooled or she? No, she goes to private school, but that she does get to take work, and as long as she completes it, that's good. Yeah, you know? so she goes to St. John's here in town, mm -hmm. uh, and, she, and, and St. John's has been great to work with us and send us home with uh, with work. We try to send as much as we can ahead of time. Uh, we do get a couple of horse shows a year where we do have tutors and, and, and virtual classrooms and things like that, but they work pretty well with us. They have a lot of kids. I think Marion County specifically mm -hmm. has a lot of kids, yeah. whether it's hits, whether it's um, eventing, whether it's, it's you know, what she does or, or any kind of western sport or rodeo even. In fact, I think you had one of our, our clients on not maybe a week ago, Kelly Harper. Kelly Harper. Oh, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Love Kelly. She's so, awesome. Yeah. So, so, you know, there's a lot of that around here and yeah. I think the schools try to work really hard with us. I think they want that. to encourage it because they see that yeah. it takes dedication. It takes um, a great deal of, of work, and I think that it makes you a better, more rounded and person. And I they do. see I that. Agree with you that. Know? It's family oriented, which yes. you really want yeah. the heart of everything is the family. Yeah. I, I agree. I think I think that mm -hmm. the kids are, are better. They're they're a little more mature. They they handle responsibility a little bit better. They they kind of time manage better. Mm -hmm. So it's it's like I said, it's been a great life for us, and we wouldn't we wouldn't trade it for the world. Yeah, and you know, not not to knock other sports. Um, you know, obviously basketball, football, all, all these other things are, are great, and I think kids being involved in sports period is wonderful. But I I think when the family are like ingrained in the sport, mm -hmm. you know, whether it's horses or any other sport, I think when the family are ingrained in it, it it 
it's a different type of thing than I've known people who the family wasn't really ingrained in the sport, but the kids were, and it became a real chore. Mm -hmm. And yeah. they took the kids because they had to take the kids, and the kids were into it and wanted to do it. But the parents were like, oh my gosh, you know, it's taking over my life because it wasn't <laughs> exactly. their life. But this is your life. It is. And so for her, for Madison to be part of yeah. that, it all just sort of works together. So it, it's really like a, it's, it's perfect. Great. Yeah, it is. It's, it's perfect. I mean, it's, it's a pretty well-oiled machine. And, um, you know, we leave again in two days and we're gone for 10. Um, and, you know, we're lucky enough to where she gets back and she's not too far behind. And, uh, the teachers work with us to make sure that we get caught back up, and away we go. So you're off to the Congress. We are off to the Quarter Horse Congress. You've always wanted to go, and you're competing. Love the Congress. Oh, how exciting! Wow. We love the Congress. Yeah. The Mark and I. Things. Well, I know. <laughs> such a big trade show. <laughs> I think it's, a, it's probably a trade show first before it's yeah, a horse the show. The Congress is the best. Shopping. I know. I'm afraid to take my wallet. You. Mm. Yeah. There's well, lots there's, of You can either spend all your money or someone great. can take it. There's. <laughs> Serious. Okay, well, I'll just spend it then. Easy. Spending, spending it's much better, but it it is a it's a pretty amazing horse show, and uh, for Mark and I, it's really tradition. He and I grew up kind of in the world where the Congress at that point in time in our life was the end all be all. Um, you know, it's 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 an, it's an honor to go show there, yes, and then is. when you're successful there, it's even that much better for us. So, mm -hmm. um, last year was a bang up year for us, and that's a it's a hard act to follow. Madison won five Congress titles last year, um, but uh, but we're looking forward to it. It's our it's our one taste of fall. It's our one opportunity to feel like you know we we get fall. Um, you know, it can be cold there. And it's it not rain. really. It can. It's kind of like if you don't like the weather, wait 15 minutes. It's going to change. Yeah. Um, but but we're we're really looking forward to. It. We get to see a lot of friends we don't see on a regular basis. Uh, get to kind of see the the really good cutters because the cutters are there while the rainers are there. That's a lot of fun. Amazing. And uh, Madison and. Her. And you're up 24 hours a day. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> On that note, we have got to cut to break, but uh, we have good news for you. We get to come back with the Rafus family, and we're going to talk a bit, little bit about uh, Run for a Million that uh, Madison was involved with. Pretty exciting stuff. Uh, not very many people involved in that. In absolutely incredible competition, and she did so well just to be there. So we're going to chat a little bit about that and a little bit more about what she's competing in in the Congress this year and shout out for Brian Morgan I know you'll be there with your camera hopefully you're listening I'm sure that's why you text me today and said what time is your show on I almost said you should know Brian already and then I thought why does he want to know now it makes sense Shannon said you've been friends for years so it all adds up and there's me thinking you were becoming a fan we'll be back in just a few minutes on the horse talk show presented this hour by Palm Chevrolet I'm Louisa Barton this show is brought to you in part by Tack Shack of Ocala, the horse lover's candy store proudly offering customer halters, race tack, whips, blinkers, belts, dog collars, and more. Tack Shack of Ocala, one-stop shopping for all your horse needs. This show is brought to you in part by Summit Joint Performance, promoting a healthy, thick synovial fluid, decreasing inflammation in the joints and improving the cushioning properties of the cartilage pads. All age horses can benefit from Summit Joint Performance.
This show is brought to you in part by Seminole Feed Stores, family-owned since 1934, manufacturing fixed-formula horse feeds with mindful monitoring and quality ingredients right here in Ocala in an all-natural, non-medicated feed mill. Seminole Feed, simply the world's best and safest feed. Like them on Facebook now or find them at SeminoleFeed.com. This hour of the Horse Talk Show is presented by Palm Chevrolet in Ocala, where the entire team is committed to making your experience in sales and services hassle-free and easier than ever, with no games or gimmicks. Come in and visit on Southwest College Road or online at palmchevrolet.com. A second-to-none experience with all the amenities. Palm Chevy, find new roads. Back on the Horse Talk Show, presented by Palm Chevrolet. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm your host, Louise Barton. In the studio with me, I have my co-host, top equestrian, Paulette Stout. And joining a special guest on the second segment with us, I have Shannon Rafus and her daughter, uh, Madison, in the studio with us. We've been talking a little bit about reigning success and um, really incredible sport to watch, really exciting. I love to watch it. And um, they've had some incredible uh, victories competing. Madison's only 12 years of age, and she's managing to do school and also compete in some of the top competitions uh, across the country. Very exciting. They're taking off to the Congress. Um, what are you competing in in the Congress? I'm showing in the non-pro and the youth classes. Wow. Are you excited? Yes. It's a big deal, right? Yeah. Let's kind of switch it up and let's talk about um, the run for the million um, that you were involved in. Uh, obviously, huge, uh, big event. It's the richest event in the history of reigning. It's uh, um, hosted at the, uh, at the prestigious South Point Arena in Equestrian Center. You got to go to Las Vegas. <laughs> Too young to gamble, so um, I'm guessing <laughs> that you were riding. That was back in, uh, in August. Talk a little bit about that, that experience, first of all. How many people got to be in it, and how did, how did you get picked? Um, it was really fun. You had the five shows. We had the ability to have uh, 40 qualifiers, for 40 people to go within her non-pro division. Yeah. And wait. We had um, 28 yeah. there. Um, it was it was really fun because we had to go to a whole bunch of places, and um, I really like staying at the hotel. You <laughs> enjoyed <laughs> the adventure of the whole yeah. thing. You sound like me. I would have been the same way. I'd have been like, this is an adventure. I so so it went down to 12 people. Is that what it did? How many competed? So in my um, class there was 28, but the 12 was the open riders that they made the show about, The Last Cowboy. And then there was the rookie um, competition and the other open competition for $100,000. But you were in the last 12. No, she was in the non-pro competition. Um, the, the last 12 was an invite. Uh, it was based off of rider earnings over a certain period of years. A lot of it was our top level four guys. Uh, there were 12 riders that were invited somewhere back in February or March. Uh, and those guys, they built a television show, Paramount Network, mm. uh, built a television show around it called The Last Cowboy. Um, you can still, I think, see it on Paramount. Uh, but it was, uh, if, if anybody watches Paramount and they know Yellowstone with Kevin Costner, uh, Yellowstone was the brainchild of Taylor Sheridan. Taylor Sheridan shows reigning horses. 
So he said, let's make a reality series out of reigning horse trainers, and we're going, how you can do that? Because, <laughs> I mean, you know, some of us kind of think it's like watching paint dry a little bit. But, uh, but we had a great time uh, watching it. It was great to watch our friends on it. And so it got down to the 12 riders. Uh, they were competing for a purse of a million dollars, and wow. in the end, it wound up being a draw between our brand, our, our brand spanking new professional, just turned professional from the non-pro, Cade McCutcheon, uh, 18 years old, wow. just graduated high school last oh year. Oh my gosh! He tied with uh, Craig Schmersel, who's one of our top uh, level four riders. They both walked away and split their purse of just over $300,000 a piece. Uh, yeah, it was nice. amazing. I would I'm incredible. Yeah. <laughs> as as someone who's been in the business for as long as I've been in the business, it was the best competition I've ever seen in my life of 12 really? reigning individuals. We had eight standing ovations. The guys laid it on the line. It was The horses were amazing. The people were amazing. The atmosphere was amazing. It was electrifying, I'm it sure. It was. And, and, and she, you know, getting to show in something like that, I mean, I think she can tell you what a great time she had. It was just a different experience. Really what raining pattern? Um, 12. Raining pattern 12 and in the non-pro. And how many was in your class? 28, 28. she said. 28. Yeah. Wow. Now, mind you, the non-pro just so raining the coolest thing about raining is we have a division for everyone it doesn't matter if you're just starting i have a division for you in, in <laughs> that's nice it is in our world though um madison would most kids madison's age would compete in our lower level uh introductory classes and or she we have a 13 and under class for for age related up to the age of 18. madison is in our top division for non-professional riders, meaning they don't do it for a living. Um, they don't make mm -hmm. their living uh, showing right. showing ring horses. So she's showing against the adults. Yeah. She's showing against the it's non -pro. top. Because non-pro. It doesn't matter what age you are. I mean, our, our, our top non-pro in our business is Mandy McCutcheon. She shows against Mandy McCutcheon. Mandy's won over $2 million. Um, <laughs> she's my age. You know, I mean, she's just made, it, made an incredible life of it. Here's my kid who gets to show against... Mandy, who that's we're all so great amazing. friends, right. but, but that's the best part about it is it's just the, the accomplishments of what she did. We just came back from Perry, Georgia, where she she won um, every division of the non-pro and our regional affiliate championships won eight bronzes and one run. Nine. Nine bronzes and one run. That's yeah. huge. So, um, so being able to go out there, I think, and compete against the best of the best was so much fun when lose or draw. And why don't you tell them how you did? Wait, like you're in the top ten. Oh, in that's Vegas. That's amazing. Yeah. That's absolutely incredible. Yeah. And that 28, is there an age range that they're allowed to be in? No. no so you were in the top ten against everybody. Non-pro has its own definition, just like mm -hmm. amateur. People think Correct. amateur means that it's, it's ability, and amateur has nothing mm -hmm. to do with ability. Correct. It's amazing. It's got to be an incredible experience just to be there and be part yeah. of that. And, yeah. And, and, and what was the purse? $50,000. $50,000 and how was that split up? It was done by a percentage. Um, she, in the end, at 10th place, walked out with a little over 2000 So um, I'll take that. Oh, yeah. no, me too. <laughs> it was a, I, I considered it a free trip to Vegas. That's how I looked yeah, at it. Wonderful. Yeah. But we, Madison's won almost $30,000 this year in NRHA monies. So we're, we're $30,000. 30 and it's. 
Paulette, are we in the wrong line of work? Uh, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> it's been, it's been so much fun. She's, she's worth keeping. Yeah. <laughs> we think so. She's only 12. <laughs> yeah. Just think what she's going to make in a few 10 years oh from now. Oh, my gosh. Is this something you think you'll do when you're out of school and you graduate and you're going to go on and do what your parents do? Yeah. yeah you're going to do it forever? Mm-hmm. Good for you. She's, How awesome. She's much better at me with the horses. I'm, I'm very much the get on, test it out. I'm, I'm a good jockey and I love to coach the people. My mm -hmm. husband, he is the guy that goes and works and trains the horses and, mm -hmm. and spends a lot of time with them. She loves to do that part of it. She loves to find a problem and want to know how to fix it. So she's kind of the best of both worlds. A little troubleshooter in there, sort the horse out. And <laughs> how I many like patterns that. have you had to learn in reining? 16? 16 patterns? Do you remember pattern 12? Uh, <laughs> I didn't run it. <laughs> she could probably run it right now if you gave it the horse. Okay. Uh, <laughs> spin right, spin left. Lope off to the left. There you go. You got it. Because awesome. I thought about what side I stopped on. I <laughs> she just has to think about herself on the board. Is, is there anything that you think of in particular when you're going to make your run? What do you do? What do you think about when you're going to go in there? What are you thinking? Um, <laughs> I don't really know. Like at Vegas, I was like trying to have fun, but I was like also scared because yeah. I like want to do good. Like people always ask me if I get nervous, and I don't get nervous. I just like want to do good. You want to yeah. do? You focus on wanting to do yeah. well. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. We got to finish up, but um, any last thing that you want to add, um, Shannon? Um, well, we could just talk about a little bit about, just really quickly, the reining in Florida. We have, between the Florida Reining Horse Association and the South Florida Reining Horse Association, we probably have about 10 shows per year from anywhere from Miami to Tampa to Jacksonville. Our home base is Jacksonville. Um, our biggest horse show in the year is in February. We have a Florida Classic where it brings in our number one guy in the entire industry, Sean Florida, along with about 500 other reiners. Um, so if you ever want to check it out, uh, you know, look up FRHA. You know, and where you, is that one? That one's in Jacksonville. Mm -hmm. If you uh, if you message us, you're going to get me or or our president Kevin McCall. So one of us will get back to you. But we would we always love to have a crowd. Rainers are so much better with a crowd. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we have a lot of great trainers right here in the Ocala area. So if you're interested in it, if you look up FRHA.com. You can find a trainer here in the area. Come try it out. We all have something that you can come play on and, and do the rider rainer. Um, and then we're going to be putting on a great big clinic in January. I'm bringing Tim McQuay, who is the godfather of reining in, in, um, in my world. Um, he is going to be coming into Grand Oaks, and we are going to do a two-day clinic, which everyone can audit. And then we are trying to put together a really cool event with the eventers that weekend where we are going to swap horses. We're going to have the Rainers ride the Eventers and the Eventers ride the Rainers and um, and look for some more information on that. Again, I'll, I'll share it with FRHA. Um, friend me on Facebook. And uh, Super. that's, that's it. it. But we thank you for having us. Yes, we, thank you so much for being We love our sport and we want everybody else to love it too. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. Well done. Good job. Uh, <laughs> keep up what you're doing. You you guys are great, and I'm, I'm really we're really proud to have you in Ocala. You're a and great uh, mom. Yes, you do. Great family, <laughs> Mark as well. We have a good um, time, and uh, yeah, sorry he couldn't be here, but clients clients rule the roost. So, but you know, get games on. Games come on. on. Out. Hey, listen, I've Let's never done ride. it. I'm willing to try anything. 
I probably <laughs> love it. You never know, I might get the raining bug. Let's, thank let's do you. it. <laughs> Shannon Rafus, uh, thank you, Madison, so much. Good luck. And um, carry on with what you're doing. You're doing a great job. Thank and keep you. up the schoolwork, too, for your, for your <laughs> mum's sake. <laughs> we'll be back on the Horse Talk Show in just a few minutes. Stay with us. I'm Louisa Barton. This hour of the yes. Horse Talk Show is presented by Palm Chevrolet in Ocala, where the entire team is committed to making your experience in sales and services hassle-free and easier than ever, with no games or gimmicks. Come in and visit on Southwest College Road or online at palmchevrolet.com. A second-to-none experience with all the amenities. Palm Chevy, find new roads. This show is brought to you in part by New Millennium Realty. Owner and broker Brian Cox loves this community and wants to help you find your place in the horse capital of the world. Like them on Facebook or find them at allfarmsmatter.com. New Millennium Realty, the future of real estate. This show is brought to you in part by Tack Shack of Ocala, the horse lover's candy store proudly offering customer halters, race tack, whips, blinkers, belts, dog collars, and more. Tack Shack of Ocala, one-stop shopping for all your horse needs. This show is brought to you in part by Seminole Feed Stores, family-owned since 1934, manufacturing fixed-formula horse feeds with mindful monitoring and quality ingredients right here in Ocala in an all-natural, non-medicated feed mill. Seminole Feed, simply the world's best and safest feed. Like them on Facebook now or find them at SeminoleFeed.com. This show is sponsored in part by Ovation Helmets, the lightest and most comfortable helmets on the market today. For hot Florida summers, you can't do better than Ovation. Check them out at EnglishWritingSupply.com or get fitted for a safe, lightweight new helmet at Tack Shack of Ocala. Our Facebook broadcast sponsor is Lawson Farms. The Lawson Farms mission is simple, to be the leader in quality and value. Richard owner of Lawson Farms is committed to a positive attitude, integrity, dedication, quality and teamwork. Lawson Farms is committed to being your supplier of Idaho's finest alfalfa, a complete line of mixed and grass hay. Lawson Farms, Idaho's finest alfalfa. This show is sponsored in part by Innova Wellness Spa, committed to providing the best, most advanced options available in the beauty and wellness for their valued patients. Find them on the web at InnovaWellnessSpa.com or like them on Facebook now to learn more about their non-invasive aesthetic enhancement procedures for the most amazing results. I'm going to start journaling. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show presented by Palm Chevrolet this hour. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm your host, Louisa Button. In the studio with me, co-host Paulette Stout, top equestrian, Big fan of the gypsy vanners, uh, training horses all the time. And joining us now by phone, special guest we haven't had on the show for a while, and that is Dr. Tanya Kubit, PhD. She is the nutritionist uh, for DAC, vitamins and minerals. I'm thrilled to have her on the show. And we're going to talk a little bit about horse nutrition. Welcome to the show, uh, Dr. Kubit. Thanks, Louisa. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for taking the time uh, to talk to us today. I want to talk a little bit um, 
about something that doesn't hit us hard here in Florida. Of course, we have listeners worldwide and certainly all over the United States. We are going into uh, to that fall, autumn time of year when the grass starts to recede and we're all sort of upping our hay and getting concerned, especially about older horses dropping weight um, and things like that. I'd like to talk a little bit about some of your recommendations for those horses um, as an equine nutritionist and also which um, DAC products uh, may possibly help to complement any nutritional changes that you think need to be made. Yeah, um, you know, there's a lot happening this time of year. So I know we're going to talk about um, the thin horse and preparing them for the winter time, but I think it's also a really good time to think about we are going into the fall. So if you are one of the lucky few that horses do have access to pasture, we are going into those cooler months, so remember those cool season grasses are going to come on, so be careful with any of our metabolically challenged horses. So I know that's not the topic for this evening, but I just thought I'd throw that out there because that's just one of the other things that we need to think about this time of year. But yes, as we go into this winter period, I think it's really important to evaluate your horse, really evaluate his body condition or her body condition. If this is the first winter you've had the horse going into this winter, um, if you know the previous owners, you might want to get in touch with them and say, you know, how have they gone through a winter before, especially if it's a senior, an older horse, because it's always good to know if we need to be a bit more proactive um, do we need to try and put a little bit more weight on this horse now while we still have some warmer weather and it's easier so that we don't get to January, February and take the covers off and see a bag of bones? So yes. we're in, I'm so glad we're talking about it now because I really like to be proactive in my management strategies. And now is the time to really make changes so that we come out of the winter looking good exactly. so let's say we have a horse that doesn't you know you've had them many years and they just don't do well going through the winter time they don't do well either being stuck in a stall and having to eat all hay um, maybe they don't have the best teeth they do okay on pasture but hay isn't great for them a horse like that we want to add in some some more what i would call um processed forages some pelleted forages. I know down in Florida you're probably very familiar with alternative forage sources because you're like when I grew up in Australia. You know, hay is uh, all, being all shipped in and it's hard to come by. And so we use alternative sources to, to number one, extend our hay supply, but also to improve the quality of the fiber. Yes, absolutely, we do. And, and I, I know we, you know, I, I keep a square bale of alfalfa in my field. Um, you know, under the shelter uh, almost year round, actually, just to keep my, you know, to keep my grass in good shape. But, uh, but in the winter, I go through it, obviously, a lot faster. And I think that's something I just watch really closely. You know, I, I order it and, you know, I see it going down. And I, but I have older horses, you know, 34 and, and, uh -huh. 20, and 27, you know, they're old boys. So mm -hmm. I got to keep up on it because they, they, they can go down fast, you know, and then I, of they course, really do. yes, <laughs> and then I keep them on the Bloom supplement, the DAC Bloom supplement as well, and, and I probably increase that a little bit in the winter because that's when I start to see them, you know, if I see any weight loss. And there's a real happy medium as well, though, with older horses where you don't want them heavy on their joints, 
You know, you don't want them walking around with a big fat belly and putting too much weight on the joints, but you also know that if they get too thin, it's that's going to be hard to put it back it's on. It's battle, mm -hmm. uh, you know, with older people as well. So, yeah, for those that aren't familiar with the Bloom, it's a... Um, it's a moderate fat supplement that's got some good amino acids or proteins in it that are going to help, especially with those older horses that have some muscle wasting. The other thing that I wanted to touch on, you know, we're, we're relying on these uh, hay sources, and I'm really glad you said alfalfa. A lot of people are scared of alfalfa, but it's got excellent quality protein for horses, and it's really digestible. The other thing is um, some research that actually just came out of the equine science meeting this year looking at probiotics and specific probiotics that are going to help the di help older horses. You know, all comes back to the, the microbiome or the bugs that live in the horse's hindgut. That's the fermentation. That's where all the breakdowns occurring. And in the older horse, in geriatric horses, we have documented that that microbiome starts to slow down and therefore their ability to digest these fibers gets less and less. Hmm. But this particular research study um, showed that adding Saccharomyces cerevisiae, which is a, a yeast product, to uh, the diet, they were actually able to maintain the same digestibility in those in the geriatric horses as younger horses, younger, um, so 10 to 12-year-old horses, they were able to take those 20-some-year-old horses and make them have uh, the, the digestibility of a younger horse. So when you're looking at probiotics or digestive supplements, I strongly believe that horses that don't have access to pasture and they're eating a lot of fiber and hay, um, really should be on a probiotic supplement and they're not all the same so we really want to look for that Saccharomyces cerevisiae in the DAC range um, if you're familiar with a product called the DAC digestive feed additive that's the we, DDA yeah DDA exactly my little mantra is DDA every day for every horse yes. because it's a very inexpensive way to get the most out of the hay and the grain that you're already feeding. Um, the gut microbiome improves the immune system. It improves the hair coat, the hoof quality, um, the, the weight gain. So if you can keep the gut healthy, you can go a long way towards all these other things that you're trying to achieve. Now, it, let's just say you have a very a, a, a more thin horse, and it's just pure calories that we're looking at getting. The best way to go is the DAC oil. It's 99% fat, mm -hmm. let's say, compared to the bloom, which is 30% fat. Mm -hmm. So I, I just say, you know, think about a McDonald's ice cream milkshake. <laughs> bloom is like ranch dressing for your salads. Yeah. It's full fat ranch dressing, but you're still eating a salad. So um, if we're just looking at pure calories and we want significant weight gain, then oil is the way to go because... It is the most effective, safe way to put weight on your horse quickly. And we have, in about 60 days, you can put about 45 pounds safely on a horse. And that's mm. going to take about two cups of, of oil per day, two measuring cups of oil per day over 60 days to get you that 40 pounds of weight gain. So we're nearing the end of September. We've got October, November in most areas before it gets really, really cold. So we've we're right on that 60 days to get that weight gain if we know our horses aren't looking great or we know that they really drop a lot of weight when they go through the winter time. 
Hey, I'm really glad we had this discussion because I always up my oil, but I don't up it that much. And on my 27-year-old, my he's the one that always gets a little bit slim. He's that guy that, you know, will, will start to show a little bit of rib when, you know, when he doesn't have a winter coat. And, and I'm going to up my oil because I do my oil every day and I'm going to increase it. We're actually, if you're watching on Facebook, we're going to pop some photos up on the screen now, some before and afters um, of some horses um, that have actually been through the, uh, the DAC program and um, have obviously had great success, as you can see, um, in, their, uh, in their improvement in, a, uh, in short periods of time. Uh, it's amazing to see. And, you know, you have to be very careful with thin horses. We, um, we had horses without humans uh, on a few times, and they, you know, they've rescued these very thin horses. And, you know, you can't just put weight on a horse fast. So this is a wonderful way of introducing supplements with a good diet to, to slowly increase a horse's weight to where it should be. So this is, um, this is a, a great, wonderful way. Day one, day 73. And, um, That's only two and a half months. I know, and look at the bottom on that horse yeah. now. I mean, mm -hmm. if you're watching on Facebook, it's, uh, it's quite impressive to see the change, and it's not just the weight, but even the muscle as well. Um, now, is that a see, cup or two of oil? Um, um, well, we don't know how much that person was giving, but, but she's talking about two cups a day. Is that right, uh, Dr. Kibble? Yeah, and that's for significant weight gain. And significant. I'll, I'll, Unless they're under um, my guidance or a veterinarian, most people aren't going to go to that quantities because they're just a little nervous, but they really shouldn't be. Oil is one of the things that your horse is going to tell you if they don't want to eat it. Um, <laughs> they're never going to get to a point where they make themselves sick. They're, gonna, they're just going to stop eating it if they feel like there's too much oil in there. But in research settings, we have fed significant amounts of oil, 20% of the total diet wow. um, mm -hmm. as oil, and horses have been completely fine. I, I do want to point out that one of the other benefits to the DAC oil over other vegetable oils is that it's got a significant amount of 100% natural vitamin E. It's actually 4,000 international units per pound. Vitamin E is so and important. And when you're feeding two cups of oil a day, that runs around a pound and a half. So you get a lot of natural vitamin E. And natural vitamin E is really going to help with muscle building and top line. Horses get vitamin E from fresh green grass, and as we've mentioned, most of our horses just don't have that luxury, and they need to eat eat it for 17 hours a day. <laughs> yes, yes right. I know, fairly, wow. pretty much impossible with most of our horses. And the other thing is, it's a fat-soluble vitamin, so it's stored in the fat of a horse. If you have a thin horse, they've got no fat, so they're not storing vitamin E, so you really need to make sure you're adding it. So with these senior horses, it's really good to be adding vitamin E. So if you're, if you're adding the DAC oil, you're getting some fish oil, you're getting a blend of vegetable oils, you're getting a lot of vitamin E as well as the calorie component. So it makes it a really nice product. Dr. Cubitt, you know, I know that this show is for helping other people, but you have no idea. I should have talked to you before. I'm so I'm pleased. The advice is actually super helpful for me with Shotgun Willie. I didn't name him. He was already named. Um, Shotgun Willie uh, is, is going to do a lot better with the increase in oil, and I, I didn't realize that I could give him a lot more. So there you go. I learned, They say you learn something I, new every day. I it's wonderful. I have a question, a question about the forage. In, during the winter, doesn't a lot of the A and D leach out of the hay so the hay changes as it ages doesn't it okay so what we're talking about here is vitamin a and vitamin d 
yeah. uh, vitamin E, sorry, and they are very predominant in fresh green pasture. But research has shown that two weeks after you cut that hay, cut the grass and, and bale it into hay, all the vitamin E and vitamin A is gone. Mm. Yeah. So that's why we have this epidemic of low vitamin E in our performance horses and pretty much most of our domestic horses that uh, because we're they're not getting the amount of grass that they need and they're living on uh, shedded stored forages which are depleted very quickly. So it's not necessarily during the winter time um, that the hay changes. It's within two weeks of it being cut. But if you think about a wild horse, um, this is where the kind of ups and downs in vitamin A and E come from. Horses will gain and lose weight normally. And in the summertime, it, it, let's say the, the fall, they're, they're gaining a little weight to go into the wintertime. They're also eating a lot of fresh green grass. So they're storing that vitamin A and vitamin E in their fat. Going through the wintertime, there's not as much availability of grasses. It dries off. And as you mentioned, the vitamin A and vitamin E in those grasses declines because it's less green. And then in the springtime, we get that influx of grass again and the greenness. And they get a lot of vitamin A and vitamin E. And those horses gain some more weight. And they gain more vitamin A and vitamin E that they can utilize through the summer when the grass will die off again so we have just taken away when we put horses in stalls and feed them hay we completely take away that kind of environmental fluxes um but it is very important to know that you're right when you cut the hay the vitamin a and vitamin e is gone Dr. Cuban, I wish this segment was not over. I have so much more we could talk about, but I know that uh, we can definitely get you back on the show again and, uh, and cover a whole lot more. I want to thank you so much um, for joining us. It's Dr. Tanya Cubitt. Uh, she is with DAC Vitamins and Minerals. And uh, a shout out for Suzanne Pierce. Thank you so much for connecting us. So we got a chance to talk to you this evening and uh, a wealth of information. And you can find out more on their website, www.feeddac.com. Thank you again for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Very informative. We will be right back with our last segment on the Horse Talk Show. I'm Louisa Barton. This show is brought to you in part by DAC Vitamins and Minerals quick. of Florida. Yeah. All I horses need a solid I immune system, excellent joint support, a healthy gut, and DAC has all the vitamins and minerals they need with the NASC stamp of approval. So like them on Facebook now or go to FeedDAC.com. DAC, it makes a world of difference. This show is sponsored in part by Earthsong Ranch, improving and restoring health since 1998 for the health of your horses, dogs, and cats with natural probiotic-based supplements, herbal dewormers, all-natural fly sprays, joint supplements, plus Earthsong Ranch is a great resource for health information. Find Earthsong Ranch on Facebook or at earthsongranch.com. Our Facebook broadcast sponsor is Larson Farms, the Larson Farms mission is simple, to be the leader in quality and value. Richard, owner of Larson Farms, is committed to a positive attitude, integrity, dedication, quality, and teamwork. Larson Farms is committed to being your supplier of Idaho's finest alfalfa, a complete line of mixed and grass hay. Larson Farms, Idaho's finest alfalfa. 
This show is brought to you in part by New Millennium Realty. Owner and broker Brian Cox loves this community and wants to help you find your place in the horse capital of the world. Like them on Facebook or find them at allfarmsmatter.com. New Millennium Realty, the future of real estate. This show is sponsored in part by 1K Helmets, certified to ASTM standards, where the perfect synergy of advanced technology meets aesthetically pleasing design wrapped in a package that traditionalists appreciate. Check them out at 1khelmets.com and like them on Facebook. 1K Helmets, where style meets safety. This show is brought to you in part by Seminole Feed Stores, family-owned since 1934, manufacturing fixed-formula horse feeds with mindful monitoring and quality ingredients right here in Ocala in an all-natural, non-medicated feed mill. Seminole Feed, simply the world's best and safest feed. Like them on Facebook now or find them at SeminoleFeed.com. This show is brought to you in part by Tack Shack of Ocala, the horse lover's candy store proudly offering customer halters, race tack, whips, blinkers, belts, dog collars and more. Tack Shack of Ocala, one-stop shopping for all your horse needs. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show presented by Palm Chevrolet this hour. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton in the studio with me, Paulette Stout. Uh, we've had a great show. Yes, we did. It's been fun. We've had some awesome guests. Yes. Um, it's, been, uh, it's been wonderful. Always awesome. Some, uh, some, some neat people to talk to and learn about the, uh, the Rafus family or um, something else with their, uh, their reigning. Their mm -hmm. daughter's just incredible mm -hmm. and uh, amazing accomplishments. Yep. She's uh, got a good future ahead of her. She has an amazing future ahead of her. And um, it's great to hear from Dr. Tim Lynch. It's always a wealth of information. Um, Dr. Tanya Kubik gave us a... Um, some wonderful awesome. tips. Could have talked to her for an hour. She probably needs to come in sometime and do a whole show with us yeah. and, uh, and talk about horse nutrition because, um, gosh, I mean, I learned something new already. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to crank up Shotgun Willie's oil and, uh, so he doesn't yeah. get slimmed down during the winter. So, mm -hmm. um, so just a, uh, you know, a lot of information. The Horse Capital Tours is so exciting. I'm, um, I'm just thrilled that we mm -hmm. have somebody who's going to put together such amazing um, customized tours, you know, um, and experiences even for, for little kids to have like their dreams come true with a, mm -hmm. a horse or pony or a carriage ride. And uh, so, so much information in one show um, tonight and being able to share Sophie Doyle's victory with you. We love Sophie. Uh, as I said, I got to meet her at the Derby this year and she was in the, um, she was in the Oaks and uh, that horse street band is just a super filly and um, she's just turning into one of the top jockeys and I just see her going on and on and, and I, I see how she listens to the horse. It's not just all about get out there and win. Um, she's not robotic. You know, she listens to the horse. She knows uh, that she can be a hot and fiery redhead, but she's ready. And, um, you know, I, I meant to ask her at the end, you know, she was talking about not having enough pairs of goggles, uh, thinking she didn't need that many pairs of goggles. And I started to think about a business. I'm like, what about if you went around the racetrack after the race and you picked up all the goggles that were left out there and you cleaned them up? Well, that could be a heck of a business. They should be around their neck because they pulled them out. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. But you've got to have some that fly, no? 
Yeah, but they get scratched <laughs> up so easy. Yeah, you're right. Maybe you can develop a goggle that doesn't get scratched up. There you go. So they can be cleaned up easier. Yeah, yeah maybe. Uh, there you go. Or one that's that doesn't get or, or maybe one that doesn't collect the mud. Maybe it's one that, yes. Which your wipers, yeah, no. I don't know. You know, I was thinking of them flying off, but you, they've yeah, got no, to lose they, some. They, they must lose they some on the track. so many, they pull them down. But they don't lose none fly off ever? No, you generally not. Fly off. No, no. Generally not. Okay, never mind. Down. That wouldn't work. It was just because a thought. Because you don't want them flying off and hitting somebody in the head. No, you're right. They'd hit another horse, pull wouldn't them they? Down. Yeah. Pull them down. I was thinking, no, the track's probably got some... <laughs> See, it's funny that it, it's funny to to watch the world on how a jockey actually does certain things and that you wouldn't know unless you were a rider. Isn't that I funny? So, I, I know. I was thinking about it. How are you at thirty miles an hour or twenty five miles an hour, whatever it is? How are you even swapping goggles? <laughs> yeah, they have to wear them. On, they wear them on the right, helmet and they pull, and they pull down, down. And then, but how do you do that at that speed? I wouldn't even be. I'd be like, <laughs> how do you multitask like that on a at that speed on a on a on a on a fiery horse? I'm like, oh, it's amazing. I'm impressed. But uh, but she's an incredible jockey and uh, an amazing amazing girl. Just I'm so pleased to meet her and Mia. Mm -hmm. We had so much fun and. Uh, and I can't wait to have champagne with her at the Breeders' Cup. So, But now we're going to call Jen Safalu and um, see if we can get her from Horses Without Humans. And we're going to talk about this week's horse. <laughs> and we're going to show you photos before we wrap the show up. So let's see if we can get her on the phone. <laughs> Ringing. <laughs> I probably should put her on speaker, shouldn't I? I'm trying to reach her now. Hello, Louisa. Hi, Jen. <laughs> How are you? Hi, I'm doing wonderful. Good. We have Jen here with uh, Horses Without Humans. Um, we've been covering for the last, um, gosh, I don't know, a couple of months now, um, the Horses Without Humans Rescue in Bell, Florida, and uh, the organization that's taken in recently 19 horses from one particular bad situation. We've been sharing the photographs and fundraising and um, trying to get donations. There's been a big reach out um, uh, from across the community. It's been absolutely wonderful to help these horses. And every week we're celebrating a horse that's ready to be adopted and sharing the photos with you. Um, Jen, tell us how are the, uh, how are the 19 doing? The 19 are doing great. Five, uh, five are off property. They're adopted, and we have one that's been fostered. So we're down to 14. Wow. Um, I know, right? That's it's wonderful. Exciting. Yeah, that's so exciting. I'm so happy for you. You guys are doing a fabulous job. Tell us about our horse this week, a seven-year-old bay thoroughbred gelding called Rocket. Yes, this is Rocket. So... Rocket was actually one of the chosen ones. We call them the chosen ones because um, the person who had the horses decided to feed four of them. And so four of them out of the 19 looked um, they had a higher body condition for And they looked like they didn't look that bad. So Rocket is one of the chosen ones. And so I've ridden him. I've ridden him, and he's, and he's a really nice riding horse. Um, he's a thoroughbred cross. He's a thoroughbred cross from the information that we got on him. Um, he's bay with a white sock and a star. Uh, they said that they did barrels with him, so I can definitely see that the way that he moves and he does neck rain. So he he was ridden western and he does he's had bar
He's got a very nice, kind eye. How old? Uh, he's seven. He does. He's a very cute, very cute guy. <laughs> he is. He, uh, out of the 19, he was always the first one to sit by the gate and wait for breakfast. So uh -huh. he's always about getting to the food. And he was one of the chosen ones that got fed of the 19, so he was one of the better um, body scores of the of the 19, and, uh, and uh, he looks like a sweetheart. So um, it would be lovely if we could find him a home. And... Um, uh, apparently, if he sends some barrels, maybe he can move pretty fast. So that could be a could be that could be a plus. But mm -hmm. it says suitable for a beginner, English or Western. So mm -hmm. sounds like yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, suitable for a beginner, definitely. Yeah, wow, wonderful. That's awesome. I'm uh, hoping we can get him home. He's uh, he's uh, he's a real cutie, and uh, and we're trying to help horses without humans. That's horseswithouthumans.org. Um, you can find them on the web, and you can follow them on Facebook. Uh, we've got their uh, website up on the screen. If you're watching us on Facebook right now, you can take that information down. Jen is their trainer and has been working with all these horses diligently to help get them ready for new homes and to help rehome them. Her and Yvonne uh, Bartow are doing an absolutely phenomenal job in Bell with their rescue efforts. Jen, I want to thank you for joining us again on the show um, and sharing this with us. We're going to share with you a horse a week from Horses Without Humans and, uh, and try we to have help other, We have other really good news. We have uh, Preacher, our Preacher? horse of the week, the yeah. other week. Yeah. He is adopted out. <gasps> he and is? And Denver wow. was adopted out. Yeah. Yes. And then Cash was also adopted out. Oh, so great for those three. That? So that's new. That's, that's wonderful. <laughs> oh, that's good news. That gives me goose wow. pimples. I'm so happy. Jen, thank you for joining us. Give Yvonne a big thank hug you. for us and keep up the good work. I Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, that is horseswithouthumans.org, great organization. Um, absolutely thrilled. Don't forget, um, this weekend, Tax Shack's famous horsey yard yes. sale, 15% off store-wide, <laughs> even on clearance items. Um, wonderful outside yard sale there. You can sell your old goodies. And, uh, and, and you buy can a whole lot more. Buy a whole lot of new <laughs> stuff. And, uh, and everything's on sale. They have wonderful a wonderful weekend event there, food and refreshments and great networking and opportunity to meet people and talk to people. And the Humane and, um, Society goes yeah, there with Humane dogs. Society has um, forever barn buddies mm -hmm. for, your, uh, for your horse there too. So um, mm -hmm. it's just a wonderful event there on Airport Road. Um, actually, even if you want a horse business, it's kind of fun to walk around it's and, the best. and uh, look it's at It's the things. best event. It's one of my most favorite ever is to go there. I love that. I get up at 4 in the morning just to go there. Do you sell or buy? Buy. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> That's where all my show clothes come from, and I'm, I now need more D-ring bits, so i got to go find bits. Well, yes. It's, uh, it's a great event, and it certainly is a lot of fun. And um, there's, there's wonderful clearance items. There's great gift ideas, horse capital of the world souvenirs yes. that they sell. Um, their clearance room is fantastic. Yes, and, of is. course, even though the services are not on sale, um, for the weekend, they do have a number of services, including blanket washing. If you didn't get your blankets washed and you just found them all stinky in your tack room like I did uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, mm. They've also got embroidery, engraving, custom uh, leather work. Uh, all your tack can be repaired there, bridles, saddles, all and that stuff. And the blankets fixed. Yep, blankets can be repaired. They do it all. Mm -hmm. It's one-stop shopping, English, Western, racing, eventing. Um, they've got it all, so um, so it's a great place to go and uh, spend a bunch of money, 
have a really, really, really fun weekend there. It certainly is an iconic community event, and Paulette mm -hmm. said it's her favourite thing to do. It's and you favorite. can only do it four times a year, so make the most of it, because the next one is Christmas time. <laughs> Don't say that out loud. They're already putting things in the stores. It's a terrible thing. Thank you for joining us this week um, on the Horse Talk Show. Thank you to our presenting sponsors and supporting sponsors um, that we can bring this to you live from the horse capital of the world. Don't forget, we are on the web at thehorsetalkshownetwork.com. We have podcasts available on there and on SoundCloud. And on Saturday morning, the show is on 97.3 The Sky here in and around the horse capital, as well as worldwide on radio.com. Uh, whether you are a, a horse person or not, we hope you'll be happy horsing around until the same time next week. Thanks for joining us. I'm Louisa Barton and Paulette Stout for the Horse Talk Show. Thank you.